there are, are many things in the world that have, have a common denominator. And although they have a common denominator, there are still other aspects within those things that they're divergent in, they're, they're, that they're not the same. So the Baal Shem Tev tells us whatever we see as a message for us in the service of Hashem, because the purpose of our lives is to serve Hashem. So, if this is true for all matters of this world, how much more so is this true for something as fundamental as the giving of the Torah? The existence of the world and all that's in it is about the Torah. In addition to the event of the giving of the Torah that we celebrate on Shuas every year, there are some unique elements of Shuas that are focused on in certain years. And this also adds to the to the common denominators of Shuas. In other words, if there is something highlighted this year, it also affects the things that this year has in common with years before. Just for example, uh, God willing, I want plan to learn the letter the Rebbe sent uh, for Shavuos in 1960, where that year was the 200, uh, 200th anniversary of the uh, Yartzeh the Baal Shem Tev. And that explains how the Yartzeh the Baal Shem Tev gives insight to what Shavuos is about. So the theme of Shavuos is highlighted by the Yartzeh of the Baal Shem Tev. The, 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 the fact that... Uh, the Baal Shem Tov's yard says every year on Shuas is true. But if it's a 200th anniversary, it's a special uh, jubilee of the yard of the Baal Shem Tev, it's highlighted that year. So that element, which is highlighted on 1960, gives insight and adds flavor to the regular things of Shuas. So to, um, we're going to learn about the way the year was set up in 1973, that Shuas fell out on Shabbos, similar to this year where Shuas falls out on Friday and Shabbos. Um, actually, I think it's exactly the same way. So anyway, so so uh, there's something about Shavuos falling out on Shabbos, which is a, which highlights and accentuates those things about Shavuos that happen every year. Let's see. The Gemara says something similar. The Gemara says that uh, when Shabbos. Rosh Chodesh, uh, when Rosh Chodesh falls out on Shabbos, as it just did the, uh, yesterday, uh, sorry, Rosh Chodesh, when, when Rosh Chodesh falls out on Shabbos, uh, Zev was about to say, I, I, you can't do this to me, Rabbi. Okay, no, sorry, yesterday was Erev Rosh Chodesh, today is Rosh Chodesh. So, when Rosh Chodesh falls out on Shabbos, so there's something that Shabbos adds to the carbonus of Rosh Chodesh. Although the Karbonus of Rosh Chodesh has nothing to do with the Shabbos, yet the Gemara says that Shabbos adds something to, to Rosh Chodesh. And so to when Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos, Shabbos adds something to Yom Kippur. When Gil Ma'an although there are differences of opinion about what day of the month Shavuos is, the Gemara brings in an argument about whether Shavuos happened b'chishish b'chayesh b'shvih whether Shavuos happened on the sixth day of seven, the seventh of seven, is an argument. The argument is only about what day of the month Shavuos falls out on, but not what day of the week. Everyone agrees 
that the Torah was given on Shabbos. Although there are opinions which say that God gave us the Torah on um, on Friday, but um, not sure how um, how these two how, how what they're ever saying. On the one hand, they were saying everyone agrees Torah was given on Shabbos, and there says although some people say Torah was given on Friday, I don't know. Um, but that's a, that's a language of the Gemara for sure. And where it says that everyone agrees Torah was given on Shabbos, they don't disagree about there's disagreement about the days of the month, but everyone agrees the Torah was given on Shabbos. There is an emphasis on the three people, three tzaddikim associated with Shavuos. The, each of them has a, a relationship with Shabbos, something. They're they're a Shabbos of people. How is Moshe associated with Shavuos? Because Moshe got the Torah. David and the are also associated with Shavuos because their yard site is on Shavuos. So all three of them have a connection to Shabbos. How do they connect to Shabbos? Moshe's essence is about wisdom. And therefore, every Talmud Chacham is called Moshe. As the Gemara uses the expression about a certain sage, the Gemara calls him Moshe. Gemara says, you said well, Moshe, even though his name wasn't Moshe, because every Talmud Chacham is called Moshe. So, but, and a Talmud Chacham is called Shabbos. So Moshe Rabbeinu's essence is wisdom. Wisdom and Shabbos are connected. So Meshach Rabbeinu is associated with Shabbos because he's a Talmud Chacham, he's the part ultimate Talmud Chacham. Uh, so certainly he is associated with Shabbos because every Talmud Chacham is called Shabbos. That's what Meshach is related to Shabbos. David HaMelech, Kisik Gemara, Shabbos Talkus, Betzaris Hoyser, Beshabbos, Gemogok Machris, Talkus Meshach, David Hoyser, Mincha Shabbos. David HaMelech passed away on Shavuos, which was a Shabbos. Elsewhere it says that Moshe Rabbeinu and David passed away in Mincha time on Shabbos. That's why we say it's a Koscha on Mincha Shabbos. David HaMelech famously, the Malava Malka that we have is called the, 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 the Feast of David HaMelech. Why the Feast of David HaMelech? Because David HaMelech knew he was going to pass away exactly on Shabbos, and therefore he would make a feast every Motzi Shabbos to celebrate that he survived. And so he actually did pass away on Shavuos Shabbos. So as Yard said, it was on Shabbos. The name of the Baal Shem Tev is Yisrael. And it's known the Jewish people have two names, Yaakov and Yisrael. Yaakov is our name during the week. And Yisrael is our name on Shabbos. Yisrael is a higher level. Yisrael means to dominate Shemelakim dominate the concealment of godliness and Shabbos, as we learned in the Sichelag Vemer, there's less of a concealment of godliness on Shabbos. So therefore, the Jewish people have a title on Shabbos Yisrael, where our, our, there's a, the higher part of our neshama is more revealed, and we have that's the meaning of what the Gemara says. We're given extra neshama on Shabbos. We're given the, the higher parts of our neshama are, are more revealed, and the world there's less of concealment of godliness in the world. So on Shabbos we're called Yisrael. Just for one sentence about the difference between Yaakov and Yisrael. You didn't really knock the screen, did you? Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Yaakov means to trick, to deceive. During the week, 
Our avoid is to deceive the world. What does that mean? That we have to be engaged in the world. And yet Hashem tells us, I want you to have something else in mind. I want you to think about the godly energy in the world and connect to and, and elevate the, the sparks of godliness in the physical world. So you're, you look like you're doing what everyone else, what everyone else is doing, but you have something deeper in mind. You have something higher in mind. That's the idea of being yake, being, being a ramai, being uh, a spy, being tricky. tricky. Yake means to trick. But Yisrael means to dominate. Yisrael means to be in control. On Shabbos, boyer is also. On Shabbos, you're not allowed to separate the good from the bad, which spiritually means you don't have to sift through the sparks on Shabbos, because on Shabbos, the world, the physical pleasures of the world are elevated on Shabbos. So they and themselves, the, the physical pleasure you have on Shabbos is, is a holy, godly pleasure. So you don't have to try to find the godly sparks and not think about the physical pleasure. On the contrary, the physical pleasure itself is elevated, the holiness on Shabbos. So that, therefore, the title of the Jewish people on Shabbos is just throw. You don't have to fight through the concealment of godliness. No, there's, it's, it's, it's revealed. That's what Yisrael is. That's what Shabbos is. A Jew on Shabbos is called Yisrael. So the Baal Shem Tif, who is called Yisrael, he was always in the level of Shabbos. He was always in the level of Yisrael. That, this is the meaning of Bilam's blessing the Jewish people. God does not see iniquity in Yisrael. God does not see iniquity on our Yisrael part of ourselves, and the Yisrael part of ourselves which is revealed in Shabbos. And that's also why every Matzah Shabbos people have this custom to say the words, not our custom. Um, some people sing the song, uh, but it's not our custom to actually say the, this, this particular pism in this particular song. But the song goes, Al tiro avdi Yaakov. Don't be afraid, my servant Yaakov. Why don't we say, why do we say those words? Because since you are reverting back from your Yisrael-like state to becoming a Yaakov-like state, so therefore God tells you, I want to, don't be afraid, my servant Yaakov. Yeah, you're going to be more Yaakov. You have to deal with the world again. In the famous song of Yontavel, Elch, back to the world, back to the money. And therefore it's a frightening. You have to go back to all the worries you had during the week. So the Abisha says to you, do not be afraid, my servant Yaakov. So that's how we see the Meish of Al Shemtiv and Davin Melch associated with Shabbos. What's unique about the year, the Rebbe said this for bringing, is that it was a Shemitah year. And the whole year of Shemitah is called Shabbos. And although it says that Shemitah is associated specifically with Israel, but there are halachas of Shemitah outside of Israel, such as forgiving loans. Um, there's a rabbinic commandment to forgive all loans, both in Israel and outside of Israel. And that's why you have to write a prusible in order to preserve any loans from the sixth year to the seventh year. So it's understood that Shemitah has an effect outside of Israel as well. So since the entire year is a Shabbos year, it's understood that all in Yonim of Shabbos, both the days of Shabbos themselves, and Ma'an Torah, which is a Shabbos event, are more influenced on a year which is Shemitah Dik, which is, which is Shabbos Dik. Okay, Oyes Yudzayin. What does this mean? Amor Azal, Loi nitna Torah lidorash elech lemon. Gemara says, the Torah could only be properly interpreted by those people who ate from the man. Since they had no disturbances from things in this world, they ate bread from heaven. They had water from the well of Miriam. And the clouds of glory 
would wash and dry clean their clothing without any tags, by the way. Every, every Shabbos would take off a tag. This, carry. There's no tags. They're able to focus on Torah without any disturbances. So too by every Jew. Since God does not come with trickery to his creations, which means that whatever God asks us to do, he lets us do. He doesn't ask us, ask us to do something and then try, ha, 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 you can't do it, see? No, if a God asks us to do something, he must also empower us to do it. When a Jew accepts upon himself to fulfill God's commandment to study Torah, God gives a Jew all his needs in order that he should be able to study Torah without any inter- in disturbances. As the Rashbi said, Rashbi was someone whose Torah was his life's profession. When the Jewish people do the will of Hashem, their work is done by others. So by studying Torah, it removes worry from other. Hashem, if you make a decision to study, to take upon yourself the yoke of Torah, the Gemara says Hashem removes removes from you the yoke of uh, material concerns. And this is the illusion. This is the hint that the. God is giving us by giving us the Torah on Shabbos. What's the meaning of God giving us the Torah on Shabbos? When a Jew starts to think, how can I possibly study Torah perfectly? I have all these disturbances, my parnasa, so therefore God tells him, you have to be in a Shabbos like state. On Shabbos, we are told that you're supposed to picture with your eyes that all of your work is already done. This is a ruling in Shulchan Aruch that the Altar rules that on Shabbos you have to picture as if everything is done. Therefore, it must be something that every single Jew can do. And that's why God told Meshe Rabbeinu to gather people together on Shabbos to study Torah. Because since Shabbos it's forbidden to work, and the Jewish people are then able to study Torah, it's a lot, they're able to study a lot more easily than the days of the week when they have, have work. Uh, I'm going to try to say the last, last of the Febrengen uh, outside. The last of this section of the Febrengen. So this is the unique element of the Shemitah year, Shabbos Lavaya. What's the difference between We're saying is, I guess, the these three tzaddikim are associated with with Shabbos, and Shabbos is the energy of Shabbos is key to accepting Torah, because Shabbos is a, is a day where you feel that you have nothing to worry about. So Hashem is, tells the Jew, you, you you want to accept upon yourself the yoke of Torah and Shulis, and you say, I'm going to accept upon myself to study Torah, but I have all these things on my head. So the Eibusha says to you, you accept upon yourself the yoke of Torah. Hashem will take away from you those these worries. To be able to be like Shabbos, and all of your work is done. Uh, now, that was going to continue this theme and explain what, how this is highlighted in the Shemitah year. How is this highlighted in the Shemitah year? 
So, difference between, first of all, before you explain how this is highlighted in a Shemitah year, let's first understand what a Shemitah year is. What's the difference between Shabbos and the year of Shemitah? On Shabbos, it's forbidden to work on the ground, which is a very difficult job. Like In this passage that we just quoted from Shemba Yochai, who said, you just learn Torah and your work will get done. So the Gemara says that Shemba Yochai explained why he said this. He says, it's impossible a person could plow and plant and still study Torah. It's impossible. And therefore, he says, just study Torah and your work will be done by others. So, of course, the Gemara says we can't do that. But the point, important point that we want to mention over here right now is that he, his, his difficulty was, wasn't with work in general. He would be okay with something credit repair. Of course, he was to study Torah to do credit repair. We have to plow and plant. They have to plow and plant. That's a hard job. So how can you study Torah? So Rabbi Shema Yechai is emphasizing that those are difficult things to do. So the Shemitah year, where you're exempt from working with the land, that is a year where you're exempt from difficult work. So that's why that kind of work is, contra- is contradictory to focusing on the study of Torah. Even though every kind of work can disturb the study of Torah, as Abayah said, um, if someone would ask me to create, to make some kind of, uh, some kind of milchik dish, some kind of cheesecake, if someone would ask me to make a cheesecake, I can't study Torah because I'm so, it would just have disturbed me that, that this obligation of having to make cheesecake would mess up my whole, my whole focus. So any kind of work could disturb you from studying Torah, but how much more so uh, having the obligation of taking care of a field. So that's what Shemitah is about. You're exempt from hard work. Shabbos, you're not allowed to work at all. Even makkah putting the final touchings on, touches on something, is also forbidden on Shabbos. Even carrying is forbidden on Shabbos. Which Gemara says that carrying is not considered a significant thing. It's just, just, just carrying. It's, 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 it's something which is so easy to forget because you know, there's no strain there. So since the Jewish people in Israel, their main occupation was in agriculture, in agriculture, so in the Shemitah year, where, when it was forbidden to work in the land of Israel, the Jewish people had a lot of time to study Torah. And that's the goal of the commandment of Hashem, that the land should be fallow, that although there is a mitzvah to, to take care of the land of Israel, as the Gemara says, and the Yishayim say, that's a mitzvah to inhabit the land of Israel, yet that doesn't come to, that's not as great as the obligation of studying Torah. So this year, the year of Shemitah, is a year when Jewish people could study Torah a lot more Torah than the than other years because they don't have this 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 yoke of taking care of their fields. So this is a special lesson about the giving of the Torah on the year of Shemitah. In addition to the fact that Hashem gives us the Torah every year is anew. So, as we say every not just every year, but as we say in the brachas in the morning, as we just said that this morning, God gives us the Torah every day. So on a year of Shemitah, there has to be an, a higher kind of acceptance of the study of Torah because it's a year where the Torah study is, is, is more, more accessible. If every Shabbos we're able to study Torah, so, how much, so on a year of Shemitah, we're exempt from the hard work. It, the purpose of that is to give you more of a chance to study Torah. What this means simply is, in addition to the fact that there's certain, everyone certainly has set times to study Torah, as the Gemara says, we're not talking about wicked people. So they're saying, I'm not talking about people don't have don't have set time to study Torah. Everyone has set time to study Torah. Fine, 
there are special times that you can't be satisfied with just your set times you have originally. You have to add in the study of Torah with greater strength and greater power. What this means is, not just to add in quantity in the study of Torah, but to add in quality. There are many levels within the study of Torah. As Rebzeira fasted a hundred fasts in order to forget the Babylonian Talmud, or another opinion he fasted 40 fasts, why do you want to forget it? Because he wanted to reach a higher level of Torah study. So therefore, even someone who is a Tzadah Gomer, and he added in the study of Torah last year on Shuas, so you could think like, okay, I, I, why should I add even more? I already did this thing. So, so God tells a Jew, you should know the Torah is broader than the earth. And therefore, although according to your level you were in last year, that was sufficient, now we're again celebrating the giving of the Torah, and especially it's a Shemitah year, you have to ascend in your study of Torah. You cannot, no matter what, those are the words, no matter what, you cannot be satisfied with the amount you study, the way you study till now. It's similar to what the Gemara says, that if a rich man brings a sacrifice, if a poor man he doesn't fulfill his obligation. Although the poor man fulfills his obligation perfectly when he brings a little bit of flour. And, uh, or he brings a bird if, he, if he's a little richer. But for a rich man to bring that amount, or once he becomes wealthy, if he's not allowed to give the sacrifice that he pledged when he was poor. If he made a pledge when he was poor to give a sacrifice, then he became rich, he can't get the flour offering anymore. His status has changed. So maybe last year it was sufficient to give whatever you gave to God in your day to study Torah, but now there's a new year, there has to be an addition to the study of Torah. Because there's no wealth and poverty is associated with knowledge, so every year, a year, of, when Hashem added to us, gave us something more, there has to be an addition of, into our Torah study. So this is a special lesson from the day of Shavuos, this year, the year of Shemitah, in addition to every year adding in Torah, there has to be an espe- a special addition, the year of Shemitah, which the whole purpose of Shemitah is to add in the study of Torah. And when a Jew decides to add in the study of Torah, God removes from him all worries and allows him to do this. As we just read Tusha um, Basim ago, uh, if you will learn my Torah, Hashem says you will work hard in the study of Torah. What does God say? I will give you rain in its season, uh, the, world, the earth will produce its produce. And the Gemara says that even trees which don't give off any fruit at all, will begin to give fruit. So, by Melem by Torah, when a Jew decides to work hard in the study of Torah, that brings the brachas of Hashem, that he won't have any worries, and he'll be able to fulfill his pledge, and this will bring us the time of the coming Mashiach, when Hashem will lead us upright to our land. Any questions, comments, criticism, tomatoes, or cucumbers? The harder answer, obviously. <laughs> that, that, everything to add, add to our add to our times of studying Torah, not just not, not just on Shavuos. On Shavuos, we're supposed to make a decision to add on Torah for the whole year. All right, have a great day, everybody. I learn every day.
I knew you were going to say that. So I could learn for the next time. And also, if something really bad, you would tell me.